This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Bacon Sale. It's a buggy world out there, princess. One of those circle of life kind of things. Now let me tell you how things are supposed to work. The sun grows the food. The ants pick the food. The grasshoppers eat the food. And sometimes they can kill Prince John. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Was that a line from the movie? Yeah, it is. It right. is. That's Good night, a, everybody. It's been fun. Joel out. <laughs> Joel, come back. We're not starting off with a hopper joke. It was. Bad. I had enough hopper talk today. We would like to. Oh, by the way, thanks for listening to Bacon Cell. I'm Kent. I'm Joel and Jacob. We'd like to thank everyone for listening to our, our most recent episode, which was my TV dad could beat up your TV dad, which has inspired a lot of strange conversation. A lot of strange conversation because it started out, people were saying, oh, why'd you leave this person off? They could have, like, uh, uh, what's his name? Arnold from Wonder Years. They're like, here's or Mike the- Baxter from Last Man Standing. Yeah, and they were like, here's who they could beat up. Here's who they could beat up. And then it turned into Pa Ingalls. Well, at least he didn't go up against Hopper. <laughs> and then. <laughs> I love how he said that. I mean, I didn't Hopper. I didn't keep track of count, but I'm thinking. 80, it's I think it's 91 or something. Yeah, about 91,000 texts later, <laughs> uh, tweets later. This conversation is still going on. I think right now, if I looked at my phone, there would be conversations about Hopper. Here's the thing, Joel. I saw you in maybe four tweets. I think you tweeted four times. It was probably like six to eight. I tweeted once, and that was it. We don't even need need to be part of these conversations at this point. They just go. They just go, and people just keep talking about them. So if you'd like to be part of a conversation like Pa Ingalls versus Hopper the Grasshopper, (laughs) join us on Twitter. Yes, at Bacon Sale. <laughs> they also happened on, the, there was a whole thing uh, Tim Hemingway put on Facebook. Yeah. Where he talked about why, who did he say was going to win? He went nuts Carl, about Judge Philip Banks, about the Uncle dark, Phil. unknown history of Judge Philip Which Banks. Which is pretty well known. But that's the thing. Is if you're not following us on social media, you're only getting part of the show. Uh, so follow us on social media. But let's move on to the new show, which Indeed. is what? Indeed. most exciting show, Kent's favorite show. This is actually, I think, a really good show idea. We're going to rank every Pixar movie Past and present and future. Yes. Yeah, we're going to rank Incredibles 2. (laughs) I love Pixar. Kent 2017 loves Pixar. Oh, good. Okay. Guys, I'm the one that controls the edit, so you cannot get me out of context in it. Oh, no. You do the Twitter. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You are not immune. But if this is your first show, if you found us because you were looking for keywords such as Pixar and you found this podcast, you probably should know Kent does not have a favorable favorable opinion of Pixar. I don't. He does now, apparently. You just heard him. He, I did, he did say he loves it. Really, yeah. I'm just lying to everyone and trying to appease people so they don't hate me. This is one of those things Too that... Late. But I want to dig into this a little bit, just to start oh, out. Okay. Have you always disliked Pixar, or was there a tipping point movie where you started to dislike Pixar? Starting with Toy Story was the first one. Right. You know, here's how it started with me. Pixar came out with Toy Story in 1995, Yes. Was it 95, really? It was yep. 95. That's what Lightning McQueen's number is, remember? Wow. So, wow. Wow. <laughs> I was 14, and for some reason, I just bypassed it. For, I didn't watch it until maybe I was 17 well, or you're, so. You're not the right demographic, really. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then I kind of just passed through the rest of the movies. I remember when... To, actually, the first movie I remember coming out was Toy Story 2. And okay. it was so getting was a third, lot of That was acclaim. the third movie they came with. Right. Was that 99? 99. And I was 18 years old. And so I thought, oh, cool, kids movie. I'll probably watch that with my kids one day. And I just kind of breezed by it. Then I went through my, my the, the dark ages or the, the black, black hole, hole. Yeah. as you call it. Yes. And went through college and I didn't care. And I think the first one I saw in the theaters was probably Finding Nemo. And Which I is their feel, fifth movie. I feel like I was too old to really care. And so, and then it went back to, then, okay. As we all know, I like to play the hipster. 
I'm not the hipster. Play the hipster. But I like to play the hipster. No, you're the hipster. Yeah. And I was like, wow, these movies are really being like universally loved. What's the big deal? And I went and saw them and I said, I, I guess I don't really understand. Uh, Toy Story did a lot of great things. Right. And I think Pixar, that was a great launch pad for them. McQuack. But <laughs> I was kind of waiting for that. Yep. But I didn't, I, I never caught the magic of Pixar and that carried over basically throughout. What about The Incredibles? Well, well, we may get there. Because that was the first one I saw. Is it really? Okay. In fact, the narrative you just like told is mm-hmm. mine exactly. Okay. Uh, except for the this ending. Explains so much about you too. Except for the ending where you're like, <laughs> I saw hands. Nemo, like, because I never saw that one, and because uh, that was black hole for me, and then mm-hmm. Incredibles was the first one. I was like, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And so that was actually my first impression. So then, did you go back and watch everything you had missed? Nope. You still haven't. Didn't care that much. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Jake. Jake and I call the show Jake and Sell. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Now we have a spinoff show. Oh dear. Yeah. Apathetic Jake, apathetic Jacob is here tonight, folks. Just so you know, <laughs> I, I've seen the first one now. I still haven't seen the second one. I've seen the third one, Toy Story. Yeah. So well, and wow. uh, you guys have much better memories than I do. Um, but I don't remember the first Pixar movie I watched in theaters or at all. But I just remember watching Toy Story and be like, "That was really well done." And then seeing Bugs Life, and being like, "I like that one too." And then seeing Toy Story Skip two, and being like, that. "I like that one too." Yep. And I will come full out and say here at the opening, since you're you dislike it and you're apathetic. Mm-hmm. That out of the 18 movies that we're going to be ranking today, because we're ranking from Cars 3, which just released, back to Toy Story 1, like anything in between there. uh, Out of the 18 movies in there, I like, and I say like, like more than like, like probably 12. Wow. Like the majority of them. I said wow a million times. I think it's because of our last show. Wow. Wow. You like 12? I would say probably 12. In fact, I would say they are all good movies except for my bottom we were told right. to come up with a bottom five and a top five. And I told you guys this the other day. I was going through. I'm like, okay, good. Here's my number one. That's clear. Two, clear. Three, clear. Four. Oh, okay. I feel okay about that. Five. Uh, these you are could, all tier two at best. <laughs> and, <laughs> whereas I'm basically tier one until about, uh, honestly, till that's, uh, tier number 14. That's shocking uh, to me. I, I, I like really struggled in my heart. I put in a number five and it's maybe more of a joke because I just don't care about any of these movies. <laughs> wow. How do you really feel? But no, I, here's the thing. I think Pixar is a concept factory. I think they have amazing concepts. You realize you're bashing on Steve Jobs product right now and you are a Steve Jobs worshiper. Hey, now that I have an Android phone, I can bash on Steve <laughs> Jobs. That's true. That's true. I am so sorry, Steve. You're, I am you're so, on so a sorry. Mac right now. Oh, crap. So I think they are great concept artists. I think their shorts, their short movies are actually really, really cool and very creative. I think that's all they have. I think they have great concepts and they are critic bait. I think these are movies that are only universally liked because parents don't feel bad about taking their kids because they're like, it's smart. It's a smart uh, cartoon. And they're gorgeous. And that's it. Yeah. And they're gorgeous. And Mm -hmm. they're, you know, they're ahead of their time as far as computer animation goes. But parents don't feel like they don't feel terrible about taking them to a movie like this. Man, well, but you guys I, really are on like different spectrums. Yeah, here. because I, I'm I actually don't see how how you feel that way. It's I mean I'm, I'm trying to understand, mm-hmm. but you know, you're weird uh, because the majority of people enjoy these movies because they appeal to both kids and adults. They are touching. They are funny. And I would say that Pixar did not make a misstep until their twelfth movie with Cars two. You're that crazy. It was basically they were. 11 for 11 at that point of good movies and well, everyone movies. was drinking the Kool-Aid because there was weakness. Kool-Aid's there. delicious. 
<laughs> I had some blue lemonade Kool-Aid the other day. Uh, it was Joel, delicious. Let me tell you a story about uh, Man Named Ed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Let's get this started. So, let's get it started. So, listener, in case it wasn't clear, we're going to start. <laughs> we're going to go number 18 and, and the down. the bass keeps running, running, and running, running. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can that's I, pretty good. Okay, never mind. Let's get the start. Yeah, I don't want to go off on neck. too many tangents. So yeah, eighteen. So we're gonna start with the very worst one. Like this is the movie they hated the most, which I honestly kind of hate to spoil right at the beginning, but I guess it'll get us started. But that's the thing. We're going to spoiler. We're gonna we're gonna spoil our least favorite, but then we're gonna build up to our most favorite. It's true. It's true. So although I will, I suspect that Kent and I are going to have the same bottom and the same top. Can I give the description of the worst Pixar movie ever made? Let's hear it. Is it the one? And I, I, know, I, should, I know exactly I shouldn't what say, this is. This is just going to give Kent fuel. But is it the one where someone's pigeonholed into a situation that they don't really want to be in and so they do their best to fight stereotype and get out of it? That's pretty much every Pixar movie. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. Pretty much every single one. As I was watching Cars 3, I went, ah, that's the story. Now, and, guys, let me ask you this question. Right. I want to talk about concepts and, and all the concepts that Pixar has. What if the planet-killing asteroid didn't hit Earth? Your answer is here. Dinosaurs start the age-old process of irrigation. It's time for The Good Dinosaur, the worst Pixar movie ever made. Joel? Almost. Okay. Nope, we disagreed. Okay. Almost? There you go. Yeah. Have Almost. you seen The Good Dinosaur? Yes. But you there, have watched that. There's a saving grace in there. Which is what? what? It's pretty- we'll talk about it when I get to okay, it. Okay. Oh my gosh, that movie is But we so can talk bad. about the negative of it now because that's not my number 18, so can't go first. This is the most tedious kids movie I have ever seen. It's so boring. <laughs> I just talked about irrigation, and that is no joke. This is a movie that they had completed, and they went back to the drawing board because they're like, ah, maybe it's not good enough. And I think they finished the, you know, the second copy of this movie in maybe six months, and it shows. There's no movie here. It becomes about a dinosaur and his boy, and there's no heart. There's no emotion that Pixar fans tr- usually love. Usually, they, and they usually get. This is missing that. I, I, I'm not saying this is a good movie. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm sure you have it somewhere near the bottom. <laughs> but there's there's nothing to it. You have Bam Bam and his dinosaur. That, Dino. Dino. <laughs> right, that, wasn't, that wasn't close. And in uh, none you, of the side, you give it another try. If I'm you off want. today. None All of right. the side characters work. They try a Finding Nemo element with the. Uh, scary dinosaurs and everything and all the threatening forces and it's not there i will say this movie is pretty but who boy so this, this is torture i'm going to jump in a little bit on this one because i actually saw this one before kent and thought of him immediately what? in fact i think i called you, you you told me to see this movie, and i what? said you have to watch this because it is the worst thing no, you'll ever see you don't tell him that just say to watch it and no no, no. Have he going, wasn't going to watch it otherwise no, but he's lowering my expectations no and no i'm luring him in is what i'm doing but i love it when you when you tell him to watch a movie and he doesn't know if it's going to be good or bad he would never have watched it otherwise he was true. like oh he, i'm going to skip this. the recommendations i give him <laughs> that's because i can't I want to do a pitch it. show <laughs> anyway yeah and i was like i this is a total abomination i couldn't even believe it was pixar right so anyway all there right you go. you're number 18 uh my number 18 peter travers of rolling stone gave the movie three and a half out of four stars saying the sequel is a tire burning burst of action and, a f- and fun with a beating heart under its hood what? It's Cars 2. I hate Peter Travers. He's he kind of, he's a sellout. Yeah, he really is. Uh, so I put Cars, cho- Cars 2 uh, because I just really did not like this movie. I kind of talked about it just a little bit ago, but it's terrible. It's a terrible sequel. It does not live up to the first one, which I do enjoy. And this is actually, as Kent, as a big fan of Rotten Tomatoes, I'll point out, that <laughs> this is Pixar's only Rotten score by a long shot. This has a 39% on Rotten Tomatoes, which the next highest one I think is at 69. I'm surprised that their checks did cash 
from uh, from the Disney Pixar checks, all the critics. Oh, well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I just think that this one, and that's why it bugs me that he says it has a beating heart under it. Because this one had no heart. They took, this is the story of Mater, who is mistakenly... Who stole every scene in the first movie. But he was a side character, and then they make him the main character. This is why things like Minions don't really work. Because side characters are a good flavor, and then if yes. you dump them in the spotlight, it's just too much. Yeah, and, and it was the, the man who knew too little, essentially. It was a ripoff of the men who knew too little, and it was annoying. And the whole time, I just kept thinking, this isn't really funny, and this isn't really entertaining. And the animation wasn't overly impressive. It was the same thing we'd seen before. And cars ride in boats. <laughs> Everything <laughs> threw me off. They ride in jets with yeah. faces. And I was like, what's happening in this world? And uh, just so you know. Where are the people? Cars 2 marks the first Pixar film not to be nominated for an Oscar. Since and uh, also it didn't get nominated for best animated feature. It didn't get any Oscar nominations. It was the first one that happened. This was a big misstep for Pixar, and I feel like it is their biggest misstep. Who's the director we, on that one? Uh, that would be John Lasseter. Yeah, and in Brad heads. Lewis. Yeah. And would, would you say this is kind of? And I'm not going to say be, beginning of the end because I, they still have some juice in them. Well, except for this box office wise, this made five hundred sixty-two million worldwide, which beats. Monsters, Inc., Brave, Wally, Toy Story 1 and 2, Cars, Bugs Life, and The Good Dinosaur. Yeah. It beats all those in the box Kids office. Kids are stupid, man. Just for sequels, yeah. Just and for it's the not good. Here's, here's also the problem here, and we can talk about Pixar sequels in a little bit, but Steve Jobs, when he basically joined with Disney, he said, hey, look, I'm going to make these Pixar movies for you. I have this great creative team. And by the way, I'm paraphrasing and probably making stuff up right now. But he said, stop it with Aladdin 2. Stop it with Aladdin 3. Stop it with all your sequels to your Disney car- Disney classics. I need you to stop because we're going to come up with all new original content and you need to do the same. Disney's like, great. And this is where Pixar, even though Toy Story 2 was very successful, this is where Pixar was like, you know what? We're just going to make sequels to our properties and we're going to keep going. And I yeah. think they lost the originality. They did. Also, Steve Jobs passed away in 2011, and that's when Pixar tanked this one. Oh, there you go. Coincidence? Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe they murdered him Steve so Jobs. that they could make cars, too. Let's not, br- <laughs> let's not bring this dark. I think Pixar murdered Steve also, Jobs. Uh, the, the Steve short, Jobs, uh, Jobs, Jobs disconnected with him. Steve in like, Jobs. It was like the late 80s when he disconnected with Pixar. It was ages ago. With Pixar? Yeah. They didn't, weren't even... They like, didn't start until like 94. No, they did. They started in the 80s because they were originally with Lucas and... But uh, Steve Jobs was with them in the 90s when they yeah, started. With, when he stuff. started working with Disney. That yeah. was 95. I thought he left sooner than that. No. All right. Um, he had to make his money for This it. was also accompanied mm-hmm. with Hawaiian Vacation, which is the Toy Story spinoff, which oh. also wasn't a very good short. I, and that's... that's of I, all I'm, the shorts, I think the Toy Story ones are the worst. They actually. are. Yes. And I, 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 I am factoring in the shorts into the rating of my movies. And so this wasn't a good short. It wasn't a good movie. It wasn't a good sequel. This is my least favorite. All right. Let's go. Uh, same. That's my number 17. That's I'm 17. not saying, but that's the next transition. Oh, 17. That's the second worst. Cars 2. Oh, so you get to go first every time. Is that what we're saying here? Okay. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. And my 17 is Good Dinosaur. <laughs> right. Uh, which uh, that actually is the lowest grossing. Uh, Good Dinosaur is the lowest grossing Pixar film at $332 million. They didn't market that one at all. Well, and with, with, with their reason. budget, with marketing, they actually spent $350 million, So they didn't even recoup the cost. Whoa. So that was a big misstep. But I didn't put this as low because the animation is beautiful. The scenery is amazing. And it's like they it had is this, lovely animation. They had this beautiful painting of like Yellowstone and it was amazing and it was beautiful and someone came up and slapped a dinosaur sticker on it. Yes, yes. that's exactly That's it. what it felt like to me. But I lo- and maybe it's cuz I love up the there in that area. Look so stupid. I love the Yellowstone area. I love that whole the beautiful area that it is and this movie had a lot of those references and mm-hmm. so it did pull me in there. But the whole time I spent watching this movie I was watching Good Dinosaur going 
why are they dinosaurs? Like, why did they why did they decide to make these characters dinosaurs? There's no need to make them dinosaurs. And why did the well, Tetons look just like they did 300 million years ago? And that's that's the thing. This whole thing lost focus. I mean, it really did start out as a oh, the asteroid bypassed us. We're fine. And now what? I yeah. mean, nothing. They didn't take it anywhere. Mm-hmm. No. And no. It, it came with Sanjay's super team, which actually was a pretty fun short, I, I but not disagree. great. I think it's cashing in on superhero craze. <gasps> yeah. Anyways, Joel, what's your number 16 or your third? Well, do, you want, do you want to talk anymore about Cars 2, about your 17? No, I, I really don't. I watched this the <laughs> other night because I'd only seen this yeah, in scattered pieces going. and I knew it was terrible. So I said, I never want to watch this one. But for the show, I've put myself <laughs> through a real nightmare. Which, that blew my mind. What? That you had not, you you had such hate for Pixar. And in I haven't the, even seen some of the worst. In the 130 shows we've done here, you've had <laughs> such hate for Pixar on every single episode. And then you're like, oh, but I haven't seen 12 of them. So it was, but three. I hate them. It was three. And I'd seen enough with my kids. I usually just leave the room when they're watching mm-hmm. and say, I'll subject them to this poison and walk out. Which if you put a Pixar movie on, I'll watch it with my kids. I enjoy almost every one of these. Yeah. But my number 16 in 16th place, mm-hmm. uh, and we're still in the kind of the bad territory here. For sure. And is, I will be. This is the third worst. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one was also not nominated for any Academy Awards that year because Frozen got all the spotlight. Uh, it has a 78% Rotten Tomatoes, 744 million dollars worldwide. It is Kent Monsters University. That is correct. Yeah. Is that your is that your 16? It is not. Oh, okay. So Monsters University this is number one. Monsters University is kind of funny because it was uh, Circle Seven was Circle Seven Animation was this unit that Disney created because when they worked with Pixar, they said, "Hey, you can create these films, but we have rights to all the characters and can make whatever sequels we want." And so Circle Seven was formed. And they actually worked on early drafts of Toy Story 3, Monsters, Inc. 2, Lost in Scaradice, and Finding Nemo 2. But every time Pixar came in and said, uh, we can do that better. And so Circle 7 got shut down before it ever did anything. So I kind of feel really? bad. Okay. Yeah, it was just, they actually called them Pixarnt because Ugh. they weren't Pixar. But none of their projects got off the ground. And this was one of them where they had a whole treatment about Scully and Mike Wazowski getting caught in the human world and having to find their way back. And they trashed it and made it into this buddy story of how they met each other, how Mike and Scully met each other. Which actually went against canon. The canon it they did, set in Monsters, Monsters the Inc. Because the canon in, in Monsters, Inc. In the first film, he knows this. Mike tells Scully, <laughs> you've been jealous of my good looks since the fourth grade. Mm-hmm. And the director went, eh, it's just a movie. And then later on, he's like, no, that's just a saying that monsters say to each other. It's it's common in monster land to say <laughs> since the fourth grade. It's like uh, you could have just read your script and been like, eh. But this movie, I felt like it. it's Animal House for kids. Yes. It's Revenge of the Nerds for kids. It's all these college movies that we like. My description says Animal House for kids. There you go. But it doesn't really work. It tries to be good, but it just the dynamic between Mike and Scully is so good in Monsters, Inc. And in this movie, it just the fact that they don't like each other, it seems almost forced again. So I don't like Monsters University that much. Okay, my number 16th in 16th place came out last year. It is Finding Dory. Number 16, huh? One of the most one billion dollars. Isn't that insane? And you don't like it. I really don't You're like it. You're saying one but billion Susan dollars. Sarandon, right? Can't I mean, be wrong. <laughs> Susan Sarandon, she is. Isn't that, is that who it was? No. Sigourney Weaver? Sigourney Weaver, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah she, was she likes paychecks. <laughs> She'll take a paycheck with anything. <laughs> Susan, I was Sarandon. so confused. I was trying to figure out, what is Susan yeah, Sarandon? Yeah, Sigourney Weaver, dang it. Yeah, it's all yeah, good. They took, well, I guess I would say the most likable character from the first movie, which Cars did the same thing with their sequel, mm-hmm. and made a movie for her. And it really didn't work for me at all. It, at all. it was such a useless movie. In fact, why even have Nemo and Marlin in the movie? Because they kind of just followed her the whole time. 
and went from it was the, it was body just water to body story. of water, and it was really just awful. And I, they were going for that emotional impact at the end when she meets her parents again, and it, it fell so flat for me. The journey was so long, and I, I really didn't care. And it reused scenes from previous Pixar movies, like when the kids reach in the water to try to touch the fish in like little petting area. Okay, basically stole from Toy Story three, hmm. and it it really just it was like Pixar being like. We don't really need to try that hard because people loved Finding Nemo so much. And they, and they have, but I don't know if it's like an engine or whatever, but how they create water and in a world underwater to make it seem so real, it looks amazing. It does. But the characters were garbage. Garbage? They're all carp. You might as well just made that movie and just had it be all carp because <laughs> that's about the emotional impact I felt with that. I kind of wish it had been carp. <laughs> All carp, all the time. What, what, hey, what can you guys animate? Carp, carp. You make them all carp. Suckerfish. <laughs> wow. They're like the carpet lagoon that you know you drop a your shoe falls in when you're on the paddle boats and the carp. I'll try to eat your leg. <laughs> that was this movie to me. Oh, that's terrible. Really didn't need to be made. The best character was that Hank, the the octopus. Yeah, and they used him pretty well. Ed O'Neill Thank voiced you. him. I was I was gonna say Al Bundy, and I was like I was. Close. And I thought that was a really great addition to the Finding Nemo mythology. But I'm sure we're gonna have Finding. Hank in the next one because they're gonna make a number three probably and I really hope they well, don't if they keep making Are a billion they? dollars they will yeah absolutely so that was your 16 yes all right give us your 15 my 15 is Animal House for Kids it's Monsters University okay much like you with Cars 2 or Cars 3 I saw this one by myself and I felt like the biggest that creeper that sounds so sad <laughs> I felt like the biggest creeper scene well, you always movie. feel like the biggest creeper in the room yeah you know it's weird when I have the fake mustache on and I don't know why I <laughs> wear aviators inside the movie theater <laughs> They're, the 3D glasses, shut up. <laughs> I'm like Bono. <laughs> Give me some popcorn. But this movie is probably the most joke-filled of any Pixar movie. Monsters University? I think so. Really? Because they're trying so hard to be like those co- college comedies, like Revenge of the Nerds. Was this one of the ones you just Animal watched House? recently for the first time? No, no I no, watched you this said one you watched yeah, that in yeah, the theater. Alone. Yeah, alone. And I f- <laughs> alone, thank you for adding that again. I thought this one fell flat. I liked that the familiar voices were there, like Nathan Fillion was there. Yep. And, you know, I mean, it's always kind of fun to hear his voice. I like Nathan the jock, But then they had this like jock competition at the end that really didn't work. It didn't have the same originality, which and I actually like Monsters, Inc., which we'll get into. Right. It lost all of the originality and it was just like, hey, joke machine. Here you go. And that one came with the short blue umbrella, which well, that was I'm trying to remember that one. Umbrellas are trying to find each On other the street. in a crowd. Yeah, it's all black umbrellas and they have the different color ones that are trying to find each other. It, eh. it, but yeah, that's okay. exactly it. It's eh. it's not great. All right. Uh, my number 15, I actually saw tonight, and it was Cars 3. Ah, oh, that's pretty 15, low. Huh? It, it, it is, but well, the way I did my list. It well, just straight C, because you like most of them. Yeah, so now we're tipping into it. Yeah. Tipping into the good factor. But I, I, I said this in the bacon bit. I feel like this should have been the sequel for Cars 2, but it just is a weaker story because it feels like a rehash of the first movie. Uh, projected to gross around $60 million domestically. So, okay. But I'm thinking this is going to be pretty high grossing because kids so, are going to want to So twice it. as much as The Mummy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor uh, mummy. But this actually, as of now, as the last I checked, has the second lowest Rotten Tomato score of 69%. Hmm. So, Do you think the Cars franchise just gets kind of... Uh, like a bad rap. Well, that's the funny thing is so. Uh, well, how, can, how interesting can it be anyway from the beginning? It's I mean, cars are not. By the way, they're cars. Yeah, they're cars. Yeah. So the lowest rated is cars two. The second lowest rated is cars three. Guess what the third lowest rated is cars cars. Really? Yeah. Can I be honest, though? Pixar, they have a lot of good concepts, like I said. And they're like, we've, we've made a movie about fish. We made a movie about toys, even monsters. What should we do now? 
Cars. We're not talking about cars, though. We're talking about Cars 3. Well, cars. A, don't jump ahead. There's actually a story there, though. John Lasseter was obsessed with cars as a kid, and that's part of, It's like his baby pet project. Cars? It's like, hey, I'm, I'm in charge of things now? in college. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> the joke's back, baby! <laughs> no, it's been retired. <laughs> anyway, it was like, hey, I'm in charge of everything. I can do what I want. Let's make a movie about cars. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, if you say so. <laughs> but we're talking about Cars 3, so we'll get into Cars when we get around. All right. Time. You already know all this. All right, so what's next up? My 14. Number 14. And this is in the solid average territory. Now. Average. Ter- what, and th- that means Tier above two? C then? Because the last one was C. These are about the same. Okay. And so this is C territory. Uh, it made $540 million and has a Rotten Tomato score of 78% and won Best Animated Feature in 2012. It's Brave. Brave is the story of a girl who's brave and strong and doesn't want to be Marilla. tied down to one man and be betrothed to anyone. Because she is her own independent woman with curly red hair. <laughs> That's brave. But it is luxurious red hair, let's be honest. They, they added almost every single one of these Pixar movies, when you read about it, it's like they had to invent some new software to do the animation they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And her hair required new software because they were making it insane. Like just... Not insane, like crazy hair. Like but Pantene Pro-V. In how that kind realistic. Of software, they would just make it softer. <laughs> that's, what, that's what they <laughs> named volume. it. In how yeah. it moved and how it looked. Like they had to do so much to make it look right. Uh, this was preceded by the short film entitled La Luna, which is about the kid who goes to the moon. Yeah. Which was cute. It's fine. Uh, and this is actually the first Pixar fairy tale, which I thought was interesting. It felt like a very Disney-esque really? movie, right? It did. And people forget that this one is Pixar because right. it feels so Disney. That's what a lot of the reviews said. It says it feels like standard Disney fare. Right. Because it was. Well, she's now a Disney princess. She is. That's true. true. She was originally supposed to be voiced by Reese Witherspoon, by the way. Oh, I'm glad she wasn't. But she had scheduling conflicts and she couldn't get a Scottish Kelly accent McDonald. right. So Kelly McDonald took it and she and she did fantastic. <laughs> Sounds like you really don't dislike this movie, though. Uh, no, I like Kelly McDonald. Yeah. But this more than a friend, probably. But the Ooh, whole tell us more. <laughs> but the whole story, I felt it didn't feel quite right. Like it felt something was just kind of off the whole movie, and it didn't have the heart. So, and that's going to be a lot of the complaints with all these. But this is an average movie, and so that's why it's my number. <laughs> fourteen. It's an average movie, but it's fourteen. All right, all right. Because you like most of the ones going forward. I do, and even just this one, crazy to me. No, I went through every movie when I was doing these rankings and said. Okay, which do I like better, X or Y? Why? All right, like what's your next one, and why do you hate it? The fifth worst, or my number fourteen? Don't get that'll get confusing. Don't do that. Just say fourteen. Number fourteen. It's not down. It's up. It's up. Up got that low. Yeah. What about the intro though? The intro uh-huh. is a great okay. short film. Mm-hmm. He does have a heart. He does. Followed by eighty-six minutes of filler. Yeah, it's the no, eighty-six minutes it's to true. follow. No, I agree is, completely. Is some of the, the most garbage-laden. No, that couldn't <laughs> follow. A, honestly, a great short film. Had they just released that short film, and this is what it boils down to with me and Pixar. Okay, they have short stories, and that's why I think they do shorts in be, before the movies because they go, "Man, can we spread out La Luna? Can we make that a whole movie?" No, no, no. Can we spread out this great story that where quickly we get someone involved with the husband and wife where the wife dies and everyone cries. Wait, you're like, talking about and no, I'm going back to, back to Up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they're like, no, we don't have a great ending. Up follows up this beautiful story where you're immediately, immediately sympathizing with this couple. And then it's a flying house. And you're like, oh, that's a cool concept. And then you're like, 
oh, it's a grumpy old man and, you know, no. adventurous kid. And there's talking dogs. And yeah, there's dogs with collars that let them no, talk. It's, so, and there's it's a story cool. about It's a wonderful a fantasy villain. adventure. It is far from wonderful. No, it's wonderful. Actually, it's Thank a delight. You. It is a delight. I would actually say <laughs> if, if this movie were only the 86 minutes that follow the intro, this may be... Almost equal to the good dinosaur for me. No, not at all. It's pretty bad. It's, no, there's there's some humor in here. Do you know what humor? Doug is awesome. Uh, everyone, Doug is far from awesome. Doug the dog. Squirrel. Here's and that's, yeah, I'm glad exactly. you brought that up. <laughs> but it's kitschy, <laughs> so Ken hates it. Yeah, I'll tell you why that's bad. It's that's not a, bad. That's a funny joke, and it's repeatable and everything. And it's so repeatable that they repeat this joke 14 times in the movie. The decoy joke is used anytime they need a deus ex machina. machina. It feels like he's counting, but I'm guessing that number's made up. No, well, he, it's he actually 11. It. I just said 14 because I like to embellish. <laughs> no, it's funny. And it's, it's funny. funny. No, no. It gets funnier as it goes along. It's funny. It No, no. It doesn't add anything because they go squirrel, squirrel, tennis ball, tennis ball. They use the same joke and it never Because builds. they're dogs. Can, how many times can you throw a ball and a dog will go chase it? How many times? Uh, every time, that's I dog's, suppose. That's a dog's personality. Yay, show me a movie with the same joke over and over again. Like, it's a decoy joke used again and It's a good again. point, Joel. It's no. a good point. Because that is the joke, right? Is that the dogs never also, get over it. Yeah. I feel like All there's, right. I feel like there's, it, this could have, and I, I think it ends fine, really, but they waste a villain that could have been great because I feel like with the main character's story. Months? Is Months the main character or the villain? No villain. I feel like they turn him really quickly. I'm pretty sure. And they could have had a parallel where. The main dude, I don't even know his name because I don't really care for this movie that much. Old Man Ed Balloons. Asner. Old, old man, man Balloons. Old Man Crypants. Don't call him Old Man Balloons. Can I call him Old Man Crypants? <laughs> yeah, sure, if you want Grumpy to. Old Cry Pants. Grumpy Old Crypants. He has this that journey. That wasn't what I agreed to. We said Old Man Crypants. <laughs> he has this journey where he's trying to do this because he made a goal with his wife. Carl Fredrickson. Okay. And then Fredrickson. guy who kidnapped the Boy Scout. And I think the villain should have had the same almost parallel path, but they kind of just, they don't really write the villain very well. And it becomes, bleh. No. This is the fifth worst Pixar movie. I I'm disagree. sorry. I disagree. You can, you can disagree because there's 10 minutes of brilliance here, but 86 minutes of garbage. No, it's the 10, it's the 10, 10 minutes of emotional powerhouse to get you pulled in and then a fun fantasy adventure. <laughs> get you, you pulled enjoy. in to be like, yep, everyone's going to love this movie, even though we have nothing to follow. No, it was brilliantly done because that totally gets the parents involved and Joel, then they enjoy the rest. Imagine of the if the rest of the movie was that impactful. That would be one of the best animated films of all time. That would be, yep. a, but that would be more of an adult movie. This is for no, kids. No, I'm not saying it needs to be a movie about death. I'm saying imagine you it would had, love it if there was a dark and gritty reboot of Up. Just admit uh, it. I probably would. <laughs> but Black imagine balloons come out of the house. Imagine they were able to take because that movie in a, just a few minutes brings you into the lives of these characters. Kent right? wanted, Kent wanted it to be Howl's I'm, Moving I'm talk- Castle. Huh? He wanted it to be Howl's Moving Castle, and it's not <laughs> Howl's Moving Castle. Studio Ghibli it is Up. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But imagine had they continued with it, that characterization the whole time. But instead, they went for concept that didn't work. It did talking work. Talking dogs. Yes, talking what am dogs I, were good. Three? Kent, that Somebody is adorable. Is. Uh, it's adorable, and you're going to talk about it more. I will. So, All right, let's go on. Bashing on my number one list. Number <laughs> really? No. <laughs> okay. I was like, Ew. All right, what are we on? Uh, 13? 13, starting with Kent. My number right, Kent. 13, we talked about this already, is Cars 3. It made it that high. Oh, so my... Uh, Above Up? Yeah. <laughs> My, my synopsis, you're going to say this the, about the every... The second sequel is below an original story. Kids love Lightning McQueen and racing. Oh, and millennials are the worst. That's the story synopsis I found on uh, IMDb. I'm sure you did. <laughs> I, capital I, meaning me. Right. Yeah, this movie was, uh, like I said, nothing impressive. It wasn't harmful at all. It was fine to watch, if not a little tedious, but it was unnecessary, largely. Yeah. Well, we've talked about Cars 3 yeah, enough, really. Uh, my, yours? my number 13 is actually Finding Dory. 
okay. uh, with one one point zero three billion worldwide, the second yeah. highest grossing. He didn't argue a lot with you about that one. No, yeah, uh, but got a ninety four percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Not mercy, nom- seriously, ninety yeah. four, and not nominated for any Academy Awards, any at oh. all. Keep in mind, it and I think it would have been to Zootopia. I think it would have been because. <laughs> Critics fall over themselves to praise Pixar. And it's something I really don't understand. But last year was such a good year for animated movies. There were so many great movies. And somehow Zootopia won, which I think was... It was maybe third or fourth deserving. I have a, I have a special place for Zootopia in my heart. Because your kid's like it? My daughter loves it. Okay. Like she dressed up as Judy. All Pops. right. That's, that's cute. So, Not an Oscar winning cute. I didn't like it the first time. Cute. <laughs> I, I, well, what, what should have won then? Uh, Kubo and the Two Strings, for, for example. For sure. Yeah, well, you know, if you like falling asleep in movies. Or but okay. Beautiful movies so, with oh, actual heart. It is beautiful. Put it in the background of a hot topic and you've got it made. Are you kidding Keep me? This is a Coraline. <laughs> oh, shameful. Uh, anyway, I'm just needling Ken here. Just needling. Don't worry about it. He's just kidding. I like how uh, you are acting like the villain on the Pixar show. I'm not, though, because you're sitting there bashing on a movie and I have to defend it. And then so I have to barb you every now and then. Okay. But I want to say about Finding Dory is that once Finding Dory came out, there was, of course, a surge in people wanting to own blue tang fish. Okay. That's what type of fish the Dory is. Is that that drink that you mix in? Yes, exactly. Blue tangs. But blue. I just want to read this. Blue tangs cannot be bred in captivity and have to be caught in the wild. So this whole story about don't captive, don't capture fish. Is causing kids to capture fish, and <laughs> then kind of funny. also That's really d- sad. Especially what that is. It is, and <laughs> little known fact: the uh, their tails. Well, actually, they're related to the sturgeon fish, and their tails have razor sharp spines on them that can inflict uh, formidable wounds. Is what it says here. Oh wow! Okay, formidable. So, so dory is actually a dangerous fish, and yet kids are like dory. So be careful! Don't get your kids blue tangs. Number twelve. My number twelve. Uh, 857 million worldwide, 98% Rotten Tomatoes, one best animated feature and nominated for original screenplay. It was a company with the short animated film Lava and it is... That's a lot of Inside awards. Out. It was what? Inside Out. Oh, okay. wow. This is low. It wasn't... This it, does seem low. And I lost, I almost lost a friend because of my rating of this movie where I said, mm, it's okay. It wasn't huh. my favorite. And she was like, this is the best movie ever made. And I'm like, it's basically Herman's head. And then it became yes. this whole thing. But this is the story about of a bunch of emotions who may or may not have emotions inside their heads, but they're inside a girl's head and they control her. That part but is not confusing. always. That part is confusing. Like when you start really breaking down the story, it doesn't hold up. But for a movie about emotions, <laughs> this does hit some good emotional points. So bravo to them for doing that part of it. But it didn't appeal to me as much as, as some of the earlier works. They I, nailed the imaginary friend, whatever his name Bing was. Bong. Bing See, Bong. I man. don't feel they did. Oh, oh that crap was spot Bing, on. Bing Bong got me. Yep, me too. Bing bong got you, huh? Bing bong got me. I feel like this one will age. Bing bong played ping pong with my heart. I feel like this one will age the worst <laughs> of any Pixar movie. I think, think the so? annoying aspects of this movie will really just, I mean, because everyone loved this movie when it first came out. And now it's kind of like Avatar. Like no one even realizes That's true. That it, exists. it has kind of disappeared. Hasn't and it? thankfully, it's yeah. really annoying, actually. Well, but they do some interesting things in here. First of all, it's an original concept, which I appreciate. Which I appreciate too. And also they did some original looks on the characters. Like their skin is like the fuzzy tiny little pillow. bubbles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I kept looking at going, how did they do that? That looks really cool. And it's not human, which is what, and not animal. And so it made it kind of interesting to watch. I do feel like they kind of were showboating a little bit with the with the voice acting. Like I felt mm-hmm. like it was a little too, hey, this is not the character. This is the actor who's playing the character. Right. And that bothered me. But also the ending scene when it's just when the, the guy's talking to the girl and his brain's going, girl, 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 girl. That part 
cracked me up. And that, that was, was the yeah. only part that crap, cracked me up. <laughs> 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 what happened part? to you when you saw that part? <laughs> that, that part really got me, but that was it. And that was the end of the movie. But you didn't get emotional at all? Oh, you don't no. get emotional in movies. That's right. I forgot. Yeah. You're a robot. No, this had this hit some good emotional points, but not my favorite. And that's why I'm ranking it number 12. Number 12. My number 12 is Wally. <laughs> Joel is taking a drink and he almost spit it all over I me. I didn't know you were going to do an E.T. impersonation. Wally. Be good, Wally. <laughs> Wally is uh, Johnny Five Falls in Love, but trouble begins when he runs into fat people. <laughs> this uh, yeah. is an incredibly preachy movie that people praise as art because for 40 minutes it's nearly a silent movie where two robots fall in love aren't we getting to the point where we're gonna planet. start liking these movies ken <laughs> not, yeah, not four kids. through one yeah four yeah. through one remember that's wow. all you get okay this is your number 12 this is my number 12 we got a lot of hate coming so I, what about at the beginning though because i actually enjoyed the beginning this one more then, than up and then started hating it after that Wait, so you like the beginning? Then I, you I like it? the beginning, then I started hating it. Yeah. Did you have that experience or did you just not like it the whole time? I, I feel like I've seen that movie it before. It is kind of like up. Yeah. Where someone's roaming around a garbage planet and trying to be creative. And I feel like this movie really, really tried to force that and didn't have a story. But there's nothing spoken for like how long? Right. Like, and for a kid's movie, that is impressive. Really impressive. It right? is. And that's I, why, yeah. even though I was really bored I but mean, didn't you like the op- the 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 short at the beginning the prestige didn't you like that i really yeah <laughs> good call prestige. good call it's presto it has the magician and the bunny yeah i actually i do like the beginning it's i watched this one, one of my the other night oh did you actually. for the first time well for the first time mostly because most of these movies well if i haven't seen a movie i've seen 10 minutes i said eh i'm good <laughs> but this one i spoken like a true film critic <laughs> right. shine your flashlight at the screen and put and you're done <laughs> But no, I, I, I didn't care for Wally at all. And I know what people will 12? hate me for that. Yes. Hmm. Okay, yeah. so let's cruise through the, the middle Kay. section, should we? Yeah, it just takes some time. My number 11, Joel, middle. we are pretty similar here, is Inside Out. And my number 11 is Wally. Is it really? Yes. <laughs> okay, high five on that one. You can't high five on it. Yours was 12. Yeah, it was still. No, it can't high five unless it matches <laughs> okay. Those are the rules. So Inside Out, feelings have feelings. And you hope that sadness would just go away forever. And Bing Bong makes people cry because of imaginary friends they thankfully grew out of. Creepy. <laughs> well, in Wally, I will talk about my number 11 mm-hmm. being Wally because anyone who's an animator, like all my graphic design friends and people who are into graphic design, love Wally. They absolutely love it. It makes almost all their top, the top of their list because it tells a story without words. It, that that, that part's amazing. That part is amazing. And also, uh, I found out that a lot of the animators watched a bunch of silent films, in particular Buster Keaton, because he was known mm-hmm. as Old Stoneface, because he doesn't have a lot of emotion on his face even. Mm-hmm. And with Wally, they don't have a lot of emotion on the face, so they have to go with the story without telling. And I thought that was that was good. Because it's like 20 minutes with no words. Yeah. At no, that longer, point, I think. I was like, well done, guys, for that. Yeah. And then I watched a terrible movie after that. And this yeah. did what this did. Co- great concept. Feature. Great concept. Bad movie. Yeah. No, not bad movie. We're in good movies now. Uh, now no, we're in we good movies. Not. The fat people in the floating chairs. It I, felt a little preachy. It was super a little, preachy. Super I mean, it was Lorax preachy. bad. Mm, but, yes. But... This is still in good territory. We're now into good territory in Joel's book. Everything we here, are, from here on out, everything is good uh, or great. That was tier three. Or praiseworthy or of good report. Tier two. Oh, no. oh hardly. Oh. All right. My number 10 is A Bug's Life. Okay. And I put this one on there because it is. Is it, it because you're angry? Is it because you're mad? <laughs> I'm not even talking about that. Um, <laughs> you, you refuse to talk about it. I'm not talking about anything. All I'm talking about this movie because it, it was the second movie that came out like, from Pixar. 
but it's largely forgotten. Like everyone goes, like oh, you would yeah, have ranked it higher. Life. You know, I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> but I feel like this movie is, is largely forgotten. And I, because people but, are like, oh yeah, Bugs Life. That's the one like Three Amigos. And it is the story like Three Amigos. Mm-hmm. But does it suffer because it came in the, that intro of Pixar when they were just on such a roll with everybody? And this one is maybe slightly more forgettable. No, this but is the second if, movie if, they had. Like it was Toy oh, Story yeah, this but, one. But if Pixar released this now, this would be like one of the greatest. It, this would win an Oscar, Bugs Life. It, because, oh, no. it didn't win an Oscar because re- wasn't, there wasn't the best animated, best animated feature back then. There wasn't? No, not until 2001. The first winner of the best animated feature was Shrek. Oh, okay. And it beat one of my top ones, and I was really bugged about that. Shrek fully deserved. Well that. deserved, honestly. Very well oh, deserved. On. Oh, absolutely. Oh, come on. Dude, see. Because it goes uh, against the grain. Because it's not conform. Because it's dark and gritty. Shrek is dark and gritty. And it has gritty. fart jokes. And Kent loves fart jokes. Okay. It has Smash I Mouth. I just love fart jokes. It has Smash, Smash Mouth. And that's Don't why she went on Let's touch hands again. No. <laughs> uh, we're supposed to go fast in these. Uh, Bugs Life also came with Jerry's game, which I do like that short with the old man playing chess with himself it's a clever little little thing there oh yeah that's i remember that one. yeah but this is the one that we talked about this on our twin movie show uh where ants came out at the same time but this is definitely superior to ants and this is a really enjoyable film all right keep going all right, i don't even know what number we're on where are we on 10 no that was 10 did you do your 10 i did, you, did not do 10 do your 10 number 10 is ratatouille 10 yep here's the concept 10. that seems low we got a rat in beautiful and it is once again the animation's great beautiful france right it's a rat and he's a cook, because rats shouldn't be allowed in kitchens. What are we going to call it? Rat, rat, mouse. It's the rat name da, of the dish. It's the name, the name of the dish. dish. Yeah, it's the name of the dish. And it just happens to have rat it. That is clever. I would pat myself on the back if I came up with that. Let's be honest. <laughs> Who so, hurt you, Kent? Who hurt you? <laughs> Ratatouille hurt me because there's nothing there. Nothing there. There's nothing there. It's, it's a rat that secretly communicates with this chef or the guy doesn't know how to cook. And there's really everyone can cook. So I actually finally <laughs> finished this one this week because Anybody I saw I saw half of it years ago. And so I decided to watch the whole thing now. And it really just kind of came and went. There was no ending here. They're no. like the food critics coming. And you know what this movie does? No, it basically says, hey, critics. We get it. We know your children inside. You know, no, you and, like and we know we you want to experience the beauty so, that you grew up. This is why he doesn't like it. This is why he doesn't like exactly why Ken doesn't no, like it. It's so uh, no. serving. This movie. It is so serving of the critics, critics that love it. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it does critique critics, and that's they why Ken give, doesn't like it. No, no, I know. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, no, I would actually say they do the critic more service than anyone. Uh-uh. They lift him up and they go, "He's just a child inside that wants to experience no, no. beauty." They say it's easy to criticize. It's harder to do, and that's basically the point of the movie. Except, like the, the, no, the other point of the Kent movie is to soften the critics, which apparently it didn't do. Not for me. Too hard. And, uh, and it wasn't as in your face as, uh, oh, Lady in the Water about bashing on critics. See, <laughs> yeah, that's when critics are like, what are you saying about us? Blah, yeah. blah, blah. Well, the Ratatouille is not in your face at all. I think that's actually part of its charm is it's not trying to be cars. It's not trying to be these other things. It's a rat in Paris. Like, who would have cared? And the merchandising wasn't very good for this one either. So right. No, there's well, no merchandise. We'll talk, talk about that But later. having Patton Oswalt. Like one of the most crude comics out there is your main Pixar character. Kent, There's some slight Bob Saget was Danny Tanner for years. Yes, on but Full remember House. he didn't go dark until no, he wanted he was, to rebel. He was a blue comic. Are before. you sure? I know he was a blue. Did comic you see beforehand. him in Full House? There's no way that guy was a blue. He was comic. a blue comic, and that's why he was so frustrated doing doing Full House and America's Funniest Home Videos because they were both so squeaky clean. Yeah, but I was a kid back then. Now I'm an adult, and I know Patton Oswalt, and I go, really making a kids movie? Huh? I think Jacob. I think we understand why he hates. I one. think we got that. Okay, next, Kent. What's your number nine? Number nine is Cars. <laughs> There's like nothing to and say. The IMDb summary is, is uh, it's like they weren't even trying anymore. 
I think they had some great concept going in. And like Jake talked about, there's probably a meeting where he's like, I love cars. Mm -hmm. What should we call it? Cars. No, it's a thing. Joel will probably have info (laughs) on it. Yeah. And that's all I have. All right. Uh, My number nine is Finding Nemo. Oh, that is low for you. These are all good. This is, and this is 99% of tomatoes. Finding Nemo. This one, best animated film. Who hurt you? No, uh, Finding Nemo actually did kind of He almost drowned when he was a kid. And I've talked about this on previous episodes of Bacon Sale, but this movie to me was so stressful because it felt like like Meet the Parents where it was just like bad thing happening after Mm -hmm. bad thing after Mm -hmm. the bad thing happening. I'm like, let something good happen. And I was getting so stressed out about it. Mm -hmm. But animation is spectacular. It is is. beautiful to watch. For its time, it's remarkable. And I do enjoy this movie. This is the best-selling DVD title of all time, by the way. Really? And then once again, National Geographic said, ironically, Finding Nemo, a movie about the anguish of a oh, captured no. clownfish, save it, save caused it. home aquarium demand for them to triple. Oh, okay. That's where you're going with that. Triple. To triple. People want clownfish and they don't know how to take care of them. And they try to release them back into the wild and kill them. And it's just been horrible for clownfish. Don't get your kids a clownfish. They're not great pets. Hmm. But Finding Nemo, a lot of people are love this one. fish great pets? No. No. Fish are kind of terrible pets. Yeah, they're not really pets at all. You just kind of watch them swim around. I yeah. had goldfish, and I was rooting for one of them to die, at least. <laughs> <laughs> and they lasted for a year. They didn't die after two weeks like I thought, I thought they would. But I, d- I do enjoy Finding Nemo. So any, anyone from here on out, by the way. Uh, fun fact, like. this was a big accomplishment for Pixar because when they made Toy Story, they could not animate water. It was impossible for them to animate water. And so when they actually reached this pinnacle where they did Finding Nemo, I mean, look at it. Mm-hmm. It looks incredible. And it they, does. It was a big milestone for them. It was. All right. My number eight. Is that where we're on? Yes. Okay. My number eight is Toy Story 2. Uh, 100% of Rotten Tomatoes. This is one of the high. There's two that got 100% Rotten Tomatoes. And Kent's going to be like, well, Rotten Tomatoes wasn't even around back in 1999. And I'm a critic. And that's why I hate uh, Ratatouille. He, he loves... Rotten Tomatoes now. He does. Oh, that's yeah. right. You love it now. It's right. Like and back Pixar. when Casablanca and came dogs. out and Rotten Tomatoes gave it high ratings and everyone loved it because it's of that. impossible. Now, Kent, Kent gets <laughs> after me every time on the movies, too. It's impossible to go back to a movie that came out before the year it came out look, look. and rate it now. Hindsight it's is impossible. pretty easy, Joel. If you're watching it for the first time. Oh, please. You think critics are watching Casablanca for the first I watch time and then the- writing their reviews? No, I, they are that's not. That's what I do. I watched Casablanca for the first time. Are you a Rotten Tomatoes critic? Do you write? Are you one of the hundred Rotten Tomatoes critics? I am. (laughs) I'm going to strangle you right now. (laughs) There is so much bad blood between us at this point. (laughs) First of all, how'd you get on there before me? Second of all, (laughs) what have you done? Anyway, (laughs) Toy Story 2. wants to be on there. Let that record show too. (laughs) That's the jealousy. Uh, Toy Story 2 is uh, Pixar's first sequel. It was their third movie. And a lot of times sequels don't really... Reached the accomplishment of the first movie. I can't even talk right now. Okay. But uh, this one, a lot of people like it better than Toy Story 1. I'm not one of those people. I go back and forth, honestly. I thought it was okay. And it was nominated for Best Original Song. That was it. Because they didn't have the movie back then. somebody loves me, or you, whatever. It's one of us. But the the short that accompanied this one, kind of weak. It was the Look So Junior, the, the Lantern one, which is fine, but that's... You know, they show that little Pixar bouncing lantern every time, so it didn't feel as cool. It wasn't that dumb bunny one, was it? No, no, no. It's the one with the, the lamp. Okay. Bunny. Yeah. That stupid familiar. dumb bunny one, whatever that was. I'm sure you'll get Bounden? to that. Bounden? Like, Bounden's the worst. Oh, that's, that's is not the worst. Was that Incredibles? That is Incredibles. Okay. You're Bounden is the worst. I liked Bounden. Really? I, I, like, yeah. Bound, I like Bounden too. It made, it made me smirk. Like I couldn't, I couldn't resist. Yeah. It's so happy. It is so happy. It's All so right. Happy. What's your number eight? Uh, my number eight is Finding Nemo. Okay, so you're getting after me. You ranked that so low at number nine. My number eight. <laughs> a single father clownfish loses his son, which he hopes to retrieve so he can change genders and mate with him. 
Whoa! <laughs> Don't bring science into this. What are you doing? <laughs> Sorry to bring science and fact. <laughs> okay. So am can, I wrong? No, do you want to Am I wrong? Can, I did not why don't you see explain that, that in a family friendly manner? And also so, let the record show that Kent likes Finding Nemo better than Joel. There was a. Yeah. There was because it's dark. Hey, keep in mind, <laughs> I only like four of these. There was this one time when uh, when we all worked at the same job. Do you guys remember that? It was like a million years ago. We were so young then. And I was doing a review on aquarium screensaver software. <laughs> and I remember everyone was in a meeting and they were all really busy. And I'm I'm doing this research. And I, for some reason, looked up clownfish. I don't know why. It just I think I think I felt inspired. And I read on the Internet, which never lies, how clown clownfish, the male clownfish can change <laughs> genders at will, and they will then reproduce with their children. And I was so dumbfounded by this and so Kids, taken aback. If you're listening to this, I'm sorry for Uncle Kent. I, <laughs> Uncle Kent, <laughs> huh? Wow. <laughs> Cut it out. All right. Have mercy. And so here Just a Jesse and Joey. Yeah. I, got, I can't decide which one I want to be. Oh. Probably Jesse. You're probably Joey. Ah, dang it. <laughs> so I. The jackalope. In, yes. Fastles, fast and bull. I'll never cut small. So I interrupted a meeting. I remember, Joel, that's when you had an office. I interrupted a meeting and everything. I said, did you guys know this about Finding Nemo? Finding Nemo lied to us. And I told this whole thing. I thought you interrupted us to tell us that you could do uh, excessive poop feature on the accordion. That was was. the other part of it. And then you showed us how you could do a handstand. (laughs) <laughs> and, then, and then I talked about the dolphin when if you can touch the dolphin. If any of you are looking to hire Kent, uh, <laughs> email biggestillpodcast.gmail.com. I have a job now. But really, I was so excited by this news and the fact that they didn't do their research and chose a clownfish when they could have chose. They basically chose a clownfish because it's pretty and they wanted the joke of having no, he, a clownfish telling a joke. Yeah, but also they he saw some clownfish in an aquarium and they were kind of poking out of a sea anemone and he thought it was funny. That a clownfish was poking its face in and out. Not so funny when they... Can't stop. Stop. (laughs) All right. So that's Uh, your number... Number eight. That was number eight. So you go on to number seven. My number seven is Brave. That high? Yeah. Merida. You're not even Scottish. Merida, a fiery ginger, curses her mom. No, do it in a Scottish accent. Oh, no. Merida. (laughs) Merida. Merida. (laughs) Merida. Merida. Merida, a fiery ginger, curses her mom and turns her into a bear. That's that was Australian. <laughs> yeah, Bad dinkum. Everything turns into Australian. This movie, when I originally saw it, I gave it a pretty low rating, which was bad because when I, I was on the radio when I did this. What, what, what grade are we looking at here? At this, at this point in your list, when we're getting to number seven, what are we looking at? Well, originally it was pretty low around a C. And I remember when I went into the station to review this movie and the director of Brave was there and we were interviewing him. Oh. And I was like, hey, how's it going? My name's Kenny and I'm a movie critic. And he goes... Oh, that's fine. You're good. And he didn't want to talk to me because he knew Brave was kind of getting low, lesser reviews mm. than any other Pixar movie. Awkward. A little awkward. And I was like, no, you're you're fine. And were, I didn't were really... you doing your uh, Scottish accent at the that, time? I was. That could be why he walked Medida. away. It's about Medida. Dinkum. Stand the crowds. So Aussie. Throughout the years. <laughs> thank you for just saying Aussie. That was just for you. And it's not Aussie. I know. That's why I said it. Throughout the years, and it's because I have two young daughters, I watch this again and again. And for me, this is the straightforward story that I, I, I like more and more because it's not so concept driven. It's just a nice story that has a beginning and an end. 
and it's got most its cutesy of these parts. Do have a beginning and an end? No, most of them have a great beginning and then let's make this movie. It's pretty. It's pretty vanilla the entire time. Like in fact, when the bear stuff started happening, I was like, "What is this?" See, for me, I liked the story between she and her mom. I liked that she had two parents that she struggled with. I liked that she had her independence. And over the years, I've warmed up to this movie. Where now it's probably a a B minus for me. Whoa. Yeah. Pretty crazy, right? That is pretty crazy. Okay, C+. Surprise, it's not Let's not one. get crazy. He's, Let's uh, not get crazy. Kim loves Pixar. <laughs> Do not say that. All right, my number seven We're is... Scottish redheads. My number seven, that. we, t- we <laughs> talked about it a couple times already. Uh, well, no, have we talked about cars yet? <laughs> my number seven you is haven't. cars. Uh, I think that cars is... It lost to Happy Feet. It lost Best Animated Picture to Happy Feet. Ugh, that is happy an injustice. Happy Feet boils my blood. That is an injustice. <laughs> what uh, does that mean exactly? <laughs> but, and I started wondering, why on earth would... Disney or Pixar, I guess. Well, probably Disney. Try to make a franchise of their lowest rated on Rotten Tomatoes film. And then I realized mm-hmm. it's because because of merchandising 10 billion in the five years after its relief Whoa. release. That's why they keep making these Cars movies, because they can merchandise the crap out of them. And that's what they keep doing. But as much as people say, hey, it's a ripoff of Doc Hollywood. Hey, it's such a bland story. Hey. <laughs> Who does um, that? What voice is that? And he's doing jazz hands too while yeah. he's doing this. So in spite of the fact that Kent has uh, said no that, that was, that that was my Kent impersonation. Oh, it was Kent. Uh, <laughs> That's my voice? <laughs> Apparently so. Hey. Uh, <laughs> Hi, Metada. Ratatouille makes fun of critics. <laughs> uh, but I feel like Cars, and this is, now we're into B territory. Like I like Cars. Like this is a good movie and I think it's a fun movie. I like the characters they bring up, the, the, the ensemble of characters. And since, you know, with Cars 2 and Cars 3, the characters have gotten less impressive, especially Mater. Mm-hmm. But at the time, those were great. And they were they were good, like, representations of different occupations and different types of people and things like that. I, I want to go to Disneyland to go to, or I want to go to California Adventure because I want to go to Cars Land because I think that will be fun for me and for the kids. That ride sucks. It does? <laughs> it does. We don't even go to Disneyland. You like Disney World. You'll wait an hour I've and been, an hour and a half for it. And it's, it's, and it's, and it's a cars going 40 miles per hour. It's, that's exactly. If you've ever been in a car driving slow, you've experienced this ride. <laughs> <laughs> like, not um, even kidding. Also, this actually turned out to be Paul Newman's highest grossing film of his career. That's is that disgusting. Not is that not strange? <laughs> I mean, it makes laugh. sense because it's a cartoon. Kids go see these movies. They're not going to go see Cool Hand Luke. No, but yeah, unless they're fans of eggs, nor should they. But are yeah. you kidding? And this was actually you want kids to go see Cool Hand. No, Luke? I'm saying, but you don't like Cool Hand Luke. Uh, no, I can appreciate it, although it's depressing. Oh, I love it because it's depressing. It's super because it's an actual film. I like the wrestling in dark films, <laughs> guys. It's an actual film, like a quality film. Yes, cars, I'm crazy. Yes, I like is. depth. Cars is, uh, and actually, <laughs> I did not say stop, that. Stop talking about cars. <laughs> I also, I was, I own cars. Out of all these movies we talked about, I own seven of them. I think. Okay. And so I, I do own Toy Story 2, I do own Cars, and I do own my number six, which is Ratatouille, which features one of my all-time favorite Pixar moments ever. I think six is fair. What and I like that. What is it? It's the moment you hated, but I loved it. The part when they're they're making the dish, and they're like, what are we going to give this critic? He's going to hate everything. What do we do? What are we doing? They're like, hey, make this peasant dish. And they're like, no, that's ridiculous. We're not going to make that. They make it for him, and then the moment when he takes the bite, it goes into his eyeball, and you see him as a little child, mm-hmm. and see that flashback. It tells it tells you exactly what you need every single time. I, every time, every time, it tells you what you need. And every single time I watch that movie, 
I get a little emotional. Really? I'm not kidding. It's like 10 seconds long. I know. And wow. it gets me every single time. And it's because it was such a, it was done so beautifully in the story and in the animation. I wish I, really I had a heart to experience what you're feeling. It made me nostalgic for home and for meals. And, and yeah, we, we all did those make, my, we have made ratatouille in our house because of this movie. It's all vegetables though. Yeah. You hate vegetables. No, I don't. Come I, on. I, I don't. I actually tried to make it too because of yeah. that. And I was like, too many vegetables. Hey, there was just, a lot of vegetables. Just get a mouse. <laughs> yeah. Just get a rat. Wait, am you're I going to eat the rat or is he going to You're probably going to br- Hey, look, <laughs> where you're from, you're going to eat the rat. Ratatouille is also accompanied with one of my favorite shorts, which is Lifted, which is the alien abduction one. Oh, yeah. I love that one. That that one in Presto and One Man Band, I think, may be my, may be my favorites. But um, they actually, when they came out with the merchandising, they wanted to come out with a Ratatouille brand of wine. Oh, and then someone no. went, hey, this is a kid's movie. Don't put Ratatouille on a bottle of wine. And so they went, oh, yeah, probably a bad idea. And also, I want to quote something. They got the food, the reactions to the food, and the tiny details to food really right, down to the barely noticeable pink burns on one of the character's forearms. I really thought it captured a passionate love for food in a way that very few other films have. Anthony Bourdain. Peter Travers? Oh. (laughs) Anthony Bourdain, professional cook, loves this movie. Anybody can cook. Anthony Bourdain is pretty much the Peter Travers of the cooking world. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This also won Best Academy Award for uh, Best Animated Film. Typical. So that was my number six. Kent, your number six? My number six is Toy Story 3. Wow. It's To me, it is the lesser of all the t- Toy Story movies. A bucket flew into Jake's shirt. That is so weird. <laughs> Freaks it, me out. It was a rat. It's trying to control you. Control it you landed on my leg yeah. earlier, and I was like... It landed on my pillow! <laughs> so Toy Story 3. <laughs> Toy Story 3 is six? What what letter grade are we looking at here? Are we into the, like, the, the B range it's at this the point? Lava scene. This would be B minus. Oh my gosh. Maybe C plus. Get a heart, man. No, Toy Story 3 is... Ratatouille is probably a B Un- plus Unlike Up, it ends with a great moment of emotion, but really the movie leading up to it is is not great. Not great. It's it one is, of the best. It is the same recycled jokes, except for this time, it's kids. In fact, fun fact, this one was meant to be a straight to video feature because they're like, I don't know, we've already made Toy Story 2 and it did really well, but will people still watch it because it's been, what, 14 years? Turns out they will. It turns out they will, and people universally love this that one. That made a ton of money. But I'm sorry, I, I didn't care for it at all. They kind of reused the whole thing where it's like, it a toy's been left behind, and wait, that's kind of the wait, sad wait. thing. Do you yes. hear that? That's the absence of a heartbeat from Kent. I No, I, I am <laughs> sure people are going to say there's no music in my heart because of this show. <laughs> music in your soul. Music I, in my soul. I didn't care for it either, actually. But I will own it. It's well, okay. You don't have a heart. I either. think there's, <laughs> I actually really do appreciate the fact that they, that time has progressed. That Andy is off to college mm-hmm. because the first two is kind of like, oh, Andy's still young and still kind of playing with toys. Right. Whereas this one, I enjoy mm-hmm. it when animated movies are willing to take that risk. And they, they progress. They where, progress where the story. Where things grow. The toys don't grow, but really Andy grew and the toys are trying to figure out what's going on. But it does follow the same story as the other two Toy Story movies, which is, hey, we lost one of them. Let's go on this journey to get one back. And then it's all just hijinks at that point. And that's what the whole movie leads to, except for a great emotional ending. That's mm-hmm. not enough to save Kent the movie. would have liked the movie if they would have burned. That's when he would Probably. have been like, this is a good movie. Here's oh, I, am- I like this movie. All the toys have burned up in a fire. IMDb says, uh, this is the synopsis, says, the toys deal with kids with sticky hands at a daycare. Then the audience cries because of toys they gave to the DI once upon a time. Everyone's like, I remember this my one, toys. This one uh, gets me too. Yeah. This one gets me too. Yeah. <laughs> Almost all these are going to get me to cry. At, at the, the end? Like when the, yes. the lava and no, 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 no. It's the part with when he's saying goodbye to his toys. Uh, I don't know why. Well, I know why. It gets me. I just, yeah. 
Yeah, it plays right. on nostalgia, and that's what Pixar does. Kent, we are entering. A little manipulative. The top five. Ooh. Top five. Top five. Start us off with your top five. Are we into A range? Yeah. No, we are not. Gosh. We're still in B minus. <laughs> Ratatouille is probably an A minus for me. B plus, A minus. It's, it's right cow. there. Yeah. This one I really struggled with. Because I didn't want to put it in top this, five. This was the top threshold five. one, right? But here, my official number five, and I have to do it because of Bacon Cell. It is A Bug's Life. Oh, <laughs> A Bug's Life is a tier two movie for Pixar. But it's it's their fifth best movie because of the villain. No. The villain is don't. that Oh, gosh, good. don't. Don't. Hey, at least he didn't go number one. And <laughs> look, it's not super original. This is basically a Seven Samurai, Magnificent Seven. Yep. Or Three Amigos, which stole that same trope as well. It did, but it's a comedy, so that's why I compared it to that. Okay, yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah. But I do think the ensemble of characters is that fun. And yes, it gets lost kind of in the shuffle. We talked about this you on like the that? twin I'm show. I'm a beautiful butterfly. Yeah, I mean. The, My name's Kate Dunn. <laughs> and just to have the ladybug, you know. Um, oh, wait. We played him. Hold on. You're mad at the clownfish joke, but you're not mad at the ladybug joke. The ladybug was funny because everyone's like, he's like, I'm not a lady. I'm not a clown. I don't tell jokes. Yeah, but the clownfish, they, it's something weird about them. They, you know, <laughs> we talked about that. Stop. Science. Stop. Not every, lug, not every ah. ladybug has to be a lady, Joel. <laughs> It's Dennis Leary. <laughs> but I really enjoyed the circus troupe. I think this is kind of a forgettable movie. Circus troupe or circus trope? Tro- troop. It's trope. Yeah, okay. But I was like, trope. wait. Yeah. Cliche. Yeah. Hold on. Okay. Um, but I, I didn't, it's not super original. And the ants, I don't. I could take them or leave them with Flick. Really, there's nothing special there. Yeah. But this is the fifth be- best Pixar movie. Mostly because of Hopper, though. Mostly. Well, all because of Hopper. All because of Hopper. Hopper is one of the most powerful villains <laughs> in cinematic <laughs> He'd have been squished. He'd have been squished in a heartbeat. And that was the bug. That was the stupid thing that bugged me too. Is everyone's like, "Oh yeah, he's commanding insects." I'm like, he never commanded insects. In fact, a listener brought up a very good point. Billions of locusts. The whole point of the movie is that he can't command a group. That's the whole point of the movie. Well, actually, he normally does. I'm not talking about this. He normally does, though. It's just this is the instance where he where they they revolt. This is the only time. I have seen the movie. Jake, let him keep going. Okay, because he hates talking about this. Let him keep going. All right, Joel, what's your number five? My top five is we're getting here with uh, Up. Up, I love the emotional start. I love the fantasy. I think the comedy is solid the entire time. The animation is beautiful. It's an original fantasy story. And I know Kent's not big into fantasy because, you know, he, you know, <laughs> he doesn't really like fantasy tales. But a fantastic tale about a guy, you know, lifting up his house of the balloons and going through a jungle. Like, it really, it, it does a great job with that. Can I ask a question, though? No, you already went on your diatribe. Remember when before. I talked about Up, you were talking the entire time. Do you feel like the no. environments were kind of lacking? No, I see. I felt the jungle wasn't great. I thought no. I like the I like the house with the construction. I like this is one of the first Disney animated movies to show bl- human blood ever. What when he gets hit in the head with the cane? Uh, I liked the the journey through the clouds, and I like how they don't try to explain it. It's like yeah, he has balloons. Yeah, he ended up here. This is where our story begins, and that's fine. It's and a great short. It's a great movie, and I love Doug. I think Doug Ugh. is hilarious. And even though you hate him because he's quotable. I hit under my under he's your hilarious. porch because I love you. And I like the, oh, I forgot his name. Is that something like that? The, yeah. I hit under my porch because I love you. Um, though the leader dog who has the high voice because his, his uh, voice thing is broken. I get a kick out of that every time he talked. It made me laugh. So this is a <laughs> funny adorable. movie. It's a touching movie. $735 million uh, worldwide. 98% of Rotten Tomatoes. One best animated feature and best original score. And it was a company with, part, with uh, Partly Cloudy, which was the one about the storks. Which was pretty darn entertaining too. Hmm. So, all right. So, my number five. My number four. Number four. All right. My number four is Toy Story 3. 
I felt like this was a beautiful ending to a great trilogy. It's One not an ending, the, though. Yeah, well, there's Toy I, Story oh, yeah. 4 coming up. But mm-hmm. I think that's basically going to be like Crystal Skull. I have my trilogy. <laughs> You'll still love it. You'll be like, mm, it's in my, I, I love don't know. They're movies. not doing really great lately. But uh, Toy Story 3, I felt was a great bookend to the story of Toy Story. I thought, I liked the angle of lots of hug and bear and the whole prison break kind of angle to it. I like how they advanced some characters and got a little more backstory on them. I like the ending, especially I like the ending, like how you think. Like for a moment there was, I'm like, are they really going to kill off characters? Mm-hmm. Because you just, how are they going to get out of this? And they bring back the claw, which was this callback from, you know, they had in each one of the movies. But to do that, that moment was perfect for the movie. I thought this was a near perfect movie. This is definitely an A range for me. And it did win Best Animated Feature and Best Original Song. Uh, And it was accompanied with Day and Night, which was okay short. That was about the two sides, one's day, one's night, and the people go back and forth. Do you remember that one? I don't remember that one. Nope. It's entertaining. So there you go. That's my number four. My number four is Toy Story 2. Like I said, I struggle with this one in Toy Story because I really do think this one helped advance the characters. I don't think this story is not quite as good or as revolutionary, mm-hmm. but I do feel like like Jesse and Bullseye are great additions. additions. Yeah, I agree. To the Toy Story universe. And yeah, this one for is actually very endearing. And that's why I think this one does so much right with the feelings of toys being left behind that Toy Story 3 kind of just copies. It becomes right. the born supremacy to the born's ultimatum. Wow. It, can, you imagine, I, can you imagine what Woody would do with a rolled up magazine? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I watch any of the Toy Story movies and I kind of go, which one is this? And the only way I can really tell, because they do have the same story throughout, is the quality of animation. Because three clearly has the best animation yeah. because it's much, much later. Yeah. And they have advanced technology. But I think emotionally, this one hits right. I like the angle that it goes with the collector's aspect mm-hmm. and, and what Woody has to struggle with. And I think Buzz is a great character, whereas I didn't think Buzz was a good character at all in Toy Story 3. I think they kind of ruined him and wasted him. I don't think they ruined him. I just think he had done his story. And so they were didn't know what to do with him. Like, yeah, I think they yeah, just didn't fair. know what to do with him. So they made him forget who he was, who he was again. Right. <laughs> but I like again. it. It's okay. It's formulaic. It's fine. Right. I, I'm not trying to disagree with you, but I do think Toy Story 2, and this is where I get... So I put Toy Story 2 lower, and you put Toy Story 3 lower, yeah, right? Yeah, I did, yes. Okay. I, do, I think Toy Story 2 is actually great. Great. B- We're into great territory. B- is this because B- of the 100% on is Rotten this Tomatoes? A, oh, B- this is a B+. B+. Plus. <laughs> it's great. B+. Plus. I'm not giving it to that A range yet. <laughs> nope. My name's Kent Dunn. Um, uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, my number three, it came out in 2001. It's Monsters, Inc. Really? This is a wow. tier one Pixar movie. Okay. I think from concept mine's number three too okay okay we can we do a high five it, i need a high All five from you right. we have not really agreed on a lot of these but I, i've Monsters talked a lot about Inc. concept and this one from start to finish follows through with the concept even the end the the and it's not like an emotional punch except for like the whole boo thing but just kind of like it's not it's me like the twist that they they're like well we can use laughter to power this i'm like man this works so well yeah it's a good concept yeah and the part, okay, so the part that gets me in up is obviously the beginning. The part get, that gets me in Toy Story 3 is when, he give, when he's giving away his toys. The part that gets me in Monsters, Inc. is the ending when he opens up the door and then the Boo says, Kitty! I don't mm. know why. Every single stupid time I get watery-eyed at that moment. You are a sweetheart. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> he is. Oh, it gets me. I feel like I need to get you a tissue right now. By the way, this one, I almost started crying just then talking about it. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this one is the one that lost Shrek. Oh. This, this is the first year the Best Anime Feature was part of the Academy Awards. And Monsters Inc. Lost you know, actually, Shrek. I would give the I would give the win to Monsters Inc. 
Thank you. Like, I think Shrek did a lot for animation until they kept going. <laughs> uh, I do. I actually think Shrek 2 is the better Shrek movie. I do as well. But I, I do think Monsters, Inc. is probably a better movie than Shrek. It is. And this was the one where they had to do some groundbreaking technology on Sully's fur. Like, they, they couldn't do it the way they wanted to do it. They were going to make him kind of an octopus-type creature, hmm. but it wasn't looking right, so they made him a furry creature and uh, had to do some sort of amazing new technology for it. I'm not smart enough to get into it, but seven, 577 worldwide, which is the third largest U.S. US animated feature of all time, hmm. after Toy Story 3 and Finding Nemo. All right. Wow. So Pixar's kind of got the market on that. Uh, by the way, it lost the best original score to Fellowship of the Ring, Kent. So, And it lost uh, sound editing well. to Pearl Harbor. <laughs> Well, sound editing, <laughs> but obviously the Lord of the Rings should and take this, that. And uh, this came with the short for the birds, which is about the big uh, gawky bird who wants to be on the power line with all the little birds. Man, why do I forget about all of these? What? Yeah. That's one of the classic ones. Huh. Everyone like loves that 15 one. years ago or something. Right. Yeah. But number three, Monsters, Inc. Yep. Are we going right. to agree on our top three? Yes. We probably are going to agree yes, on the top are. three. Ooh. Okay. So I'm going to take out a limb here and More say, hand clapping. Let me hear your hand clap. Uh, my number two is Toy Story. Toy Story. The original Toy Story. Yeah. Came out in 1995. And this was, and people forget how revolutionary this movie was because a computer animated film had never been done before feature length. This was groundbreaking and this was a huge undertaking. And, and it was also like Pixar's first big swing at the fences and like with Disney yep. and everything. And it was interesting writing. And it, it was a good story. I mean, they had a whole story initially where Woody was kind of this dictator leader and like mm-hmm. Buzz came in to save them. And I'm so glad they went away from that because the dynamic between Buzz and Woody is perfect in this movie. Mm-hmm. And then it builds in the other movies. I, I think it works because, yes, you have your toys that only move when you're not watching. And that's such a fun concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the fact is, Buzz came in not really knowing what he was. And there had to be that discovery that really kind of helped progress the movie. Yeah, exactly. I also think it's funny because this is this is one where Disney Disney and Pixar were trying to figure out their relationship, and and Disney kept coming back. Katzenberg, Jeffrey Katzenberg, mm-hmm. Jeffrey Katzenberg, is that his name? Uh, are you sure it's Katzenberg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yes, Katzenberg. Yes. yes. Um, but he kept coming back and said, "I want the characters more edgy. I want the characters more edgy. Make it more edgy. Make it more edgy. We need Slinky Dog to be more edgy. More edgy." And then they showed him a rough cut of it, and they were like, "These characters are jerks." And they're like, pull back the edginess. So then they let Pixar take control again and make it into a wonderful, wonderful first feature. You got Brandon me. Uh, when they came Randy back Newman can't hold a note, off, by the way. Yeah. To pull off the edginess, Joss Wheaton actually came in and added some uh, jokes and humor to it. Oh, so yeah? He's credited as a screenwriter. Ugh. Yeah. And this is a, this is 100% <laughs> as well. In fact, the only two that got 100% were this movie and Toy this Story This is the Buffy two. Man that you're ugh Toy Story about. 3. Yeah, and that was even no. in the good days, but ugh. Yeah. Toy Story 1 and Toy Story 2 are the only ones that have 100% of Rotten Tomatoes. Hmm. And they both came out before Rotten Tomatoes, but critics can't look in the past. <laughs> in hindsight, I think everyone else likes this movie, so I'm giving it a good review. That sounds like you. <laughs> Wait, I'm one of the Rotten Tomatoes critics. Yeah. So you think it's probably fair when they look back, Joel? So yeah. what do you think the Marnie review is on Rotten Tomatoes? Probably zero. <laughs> Look that up right now. I no. just looked it up, actually. What is it? 88%. Yeah. <laughs> I love Rotten Tomatoes. I'm Joel this time. <laughs> only, part of, only part of that is going to be quoted, by the way. <laughs> uh, Rand, but Randy Newman, you brought about him. He wrote You've Got a Friend in Me and a couple of the other songs in one day. Really? Yeah, he wrote them in one day. So, hmm. talented guy. Hmm. Right. Well, there you go. Yeah, it's both number two. And now, we're, very cool movie. now we're there, guys. Now we're there. The number one. And if you haven't guessed it already, it's because you're not a big Pixar fan and don't know which one we haven't talked about yet because we haven't talked and about it yet. And we're boys. So number one is 
The Cars Incredible Three. Hulk. No, no, Joel. No. Joel, no. <laughs> it's planes. The Incredible Hulk. It's planes, fire, it's planes. And rescue. It's Coco. Which planes. <laughs> planes was meant to be a Pixar movie, and then they're like, you know, this isn't very good. Let's give it to Disney. Yeah, basically. Disney release it. No, number one is The Incredibles. Yes, Kent and I have actually talked about this before. And this is this an A movie? It's an A minus. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's an A minus. Your number one Pixar movie is an A minus. Yeah, this is like an A plus for me, Kent. There's no pluses. No, it, what this, is this? this Extra is, credit? There's no such thing. I will watch. This, this is one. a college rating scale. Kent, there's an A plus. Oh, is there a five plus on your rating? Yes. <laughs> It's not a 5.5. I'm still a critic on Rotten Tomatoes. They let me have a plus. <laughs> you get away with murder. Uh, when you're there, you'll understand. The, fun, the, the funny thing about Pixar is they a lot of time have co-directors and you know co-writers, and it's all like a team effort. This is basically all Brad Bird. Which is cool. This Brad is Bird, who did Iron Giant before. Yeah. And they're bringing him on for two, right? Brad Bird? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I hope so. This beat Shrek 2 for Best Animated Feature. Really? Yeah. Would you agree with that? Or would you give it to Shrek 2? Oh, that's tough. No, it's not. I no, think that's actually not. tough. No, it's not. Because Shrek is kitsch. There's Smash Mouth in Shrek original. 2. Smash Mouth is on the soundtrack. <sighs> Joking, obviously. <laughs> I'm sure you are. Also, this was a company with Bounden. Yeah, yeah. Bounden. Which is the rabbit jumping <laughs> around to the cowboy talking on the guitar. <laughs> cool. It was a fun one. Kids love it. Which they're doing Incredibles 2. Are you worried? I am because this one is my favorite. This one is so much fun to watch. It's a family of superheroes. I yeah. think it's overdue, honestly. Well, I'm okay with a lot of them. A lot of them should not have sequels. This is one I felt like they set up for in, a sequel. In, and I think I'm going to give it an A minus because it's really not <sighs> original. No, no, I love this movie. It's not original. It's fan- uh, The Watchmen came out before. <clears throat> uh, it's Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. Done right. Which Fantastic Four was actually the movie uh, yes. was made after this, and they had to change some things because it was too similar to the Incredibles. right. Even though this stole everything from comics, yeah. but th- huh. this is the version done right. This is Pixar's thank first film to be rated PG for action violence. Ooh! And back then, I was a big fan of Jason Lee, Scandalous. and I think he plays a great villain. Who he's a comic book fan in most yeah. of his movies anyway, so I thought that was a nice little Easter egg. It was, and he plays a good the syndrome. Yeah, uh, syndrome. Syndrome. Yes. syndrome. Who didn't yeah. last very long on our villains bracket? If you go back and no. listen to that. Uh, but I, I think this movie just hits the right notes in the sense of it's a good story done in the right way. Like the stylized, like the 60s spy kind of angle they had mm-hmm. going on with it, the soundtrack and everything. Right. Fantastic. And just overall, this is a great movie and quotable, which is why I'm surprised that you like it so much. Because how many times have you heard the phrase, no caps? Okay. No caps is fine. But I've never quoted this movie. What? Except for on episode 34 and 72. I probably said no caps a few times. <laughs> Can't but like I actually movies. don't know it for the say quotes. It. I say it. You'd like to quote movies. I like this movie for Elastigirl. Okay. Right. No, I'm just kidding. There's, <laughs> there are, there are a lot, obviously a lot of reasons to like this movie. I think the fi- family dynamic is great. The dinner scene is near perfect. It's great. Yeah. I, I do like how the characters all fit into their personalities. Like I think, yeah. I think it was Brad Bird who talked about, it. he said, you know, traditionally the man of the house is supposed to be the strong one. Mm-hmm. The woman is pulled in all different directions. The teenage girl just wants to be invisible and the little boys bouncing off the walls. Right. And the, the, and then there's and the Jack babies, Jack and Jack Jack is un, unfulfilled potential, like unpredictable potential or something. Okay. Like that. I like that. So I was like, that's a great analogy that is. and it works out great with the I, characters. I'm worried about Incredibles too as well. Like Good. I think they will be like, it's the Frozone movie because here's a great character from the first one. Oh. Here's it's a great Frozone. Side, it's a side character we liked. Let's put him in the forefront. Yeah. I hope not. I really hope not. Do you think they're going to have the family grown up? Do you think uh, Dash is going to be a little bit older? Like he's going to be like 17? I or? hope not. I hope they, because they're cartoons. They can keep yeah. them in that era. But it was so See, long ago. I'm okay if they grow up. I you re- want a darker, grittier reboot? But then how is it going to be a kid's movie if they're all adults? I don't, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. 
but people good still point, go and Jacob. see it. What? Good point. Yeah. Jake, do you have a favorite? We kind of left you. Yeah, it's uh, Incredibles. It's, it's Incredibles. Incredibles. Yes. Incredibles what's, yep. your, what's your bottom? Good Dinosaur for sure. That crap is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> um, that makes us happy. <laughs> so there you go. There's our rankings. 18 to 1. We've ranked all the Pixar movies. Let us know who you agree with. Uh, it's going to be Joel. Yep. <laughs> no, there's, there's probably some people out there who also have no soul. Um, Join with me. Yes. But let us know on our Facebook page or on Twitter or on BakingSell.com. You don't have to do all 18. If you just want to give us your top three, bottom three, or even your top one or bottom one, we'd love to hear from you. We love interacting with you, as mm-hmm. you know, unless you start going off on random fights that don't matter and bring up a certain bug that I hate. You're <laughs> the one that talked about him in this show. You brought him up first. No, you brought him up first in the very beginning of the show. That was bait. I didn't technically bring him up. You did. You quoted him. Well, yeah, I didn't say his name. I think we all knew. (laughs) Long live Hopper. (sighs) But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter, or you can find me at QuickWits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or the QuickWits Facebook page. (laughs) And by the way, people should actually go to the QuickWits on Saturdays. Are you every other Saturday roundabout? I usually perform once or twice a month okay. uh, at this point, I, you know, with, I don't know, 76 kids. It's hard to get down there, but <laughs> wow. What happened over the weekend? <laughs> so many kids, <laughs> so many cars to bring them all down. <laughs> yeah. They fill yeah. up the auditorium though. They do. They do. <laughs> if you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram at that candy three double D, if you want to read my reviews at showtimeshowdown.com. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers and bacon sale on Twitter at bacon sale and reach for the sky. That's it. So, Let's get it started. so listener, in case it wasn't clear, we're going to start. <laughs> we're going to go number 18 and, and the down. Beast keeps running, running, and running, running. <laughs> Need some candy? <laughs> Need some sugar? Is that some of the best yawning you've ever done? Pour some sugar on me. I'm going to change the envelope stone. But is it the one where someone's pigeonholed into a situation that they don't really want to be in and so they do their best to fight stereotype and get out of it? Kent 2017 loves Pixar. And I was like, what's happening in this world? I'm luring him in is what I'm doing. We've made a movie about fish. we made a movie about toys. Even monsters. What should we do now? Cars. All carp. <laughs> all the time. What, what can, hey, what can you guys animate? Carp. Carp. <laughs> make them all carp. Sucker fish. Do you want to talk any more about Cars 2, about your son? No, I, I really don't. We're not starting off with a hopper joke. As we all know, I like to play the hipster. Oh, no. Now we have a spinoff show. Oh, dear. Yeah. Because I just don't care. And well, everyone drinks. was drinking the Kool-Aid because there was weakness Kool-Aid's there. Kool-Aid's delicious. <laughs> old, old man, man balloons. Old man cry pants. Don't call him old man balloons. Bing Bong played ping pong with my heart. All right, Gosh. that's that's and cute. So, Not an Oscar winning cute. I didn't like it the first time. Cute. <laughs> but you didn't get emotional at all? Well, you no. don't get emotional in movies. That's right, I forgot. Yeah. You're a robot. You got a lot of hate coming. Well, Rat to Metal wasn't even around back in 1999, and I'm a critic, and that's why I hate uh, Ratatouille. Don't bring science <laughs> into this. What are you doing? <laughs> hey, it's a ripoff of Doc Hollywood. Hey, it's such a bland story. Hey. Right tattooing makes fun of critics. Not every ladybug has to be a lady, Joel. If you're listening to this, I'm sorry for Uncle Kent.